What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Chris. I am joined, as always, by my stalwart producer, Michael P. Harrington. It's not a, it's not a P-bug. J. Harrington. Nope. Those are the only two possible middle initials that exist. I've, we've, we've done this. We started the show with this exact bit like three weeks ago. Well, you're going to tell me your middle name at some point, and then I'll just say your middle name. <laughs> Never. All right. Well, that's... A weird, that's like a girl thing. I'm just yeah. going to throw that out there. That's yeah. a girl thing. The no middle name, no age. Oh, it's before beauty. That's you, Mike. Okay. All right. We have a Christmas party to attend. This is going to be an abridged episode. But at the end of this episode, I've got a, there's a, there's a, there's a 15 minute segment. I talked to my best friends who got loaded and pitched me a horror movie. Uh, and let me just say this one of the best twists I ever heard in a horror movie. Uh, my buddy Hog and my buddy Shakes. Uh, Shakes is the guy who helped me uh, with Snake Dick. He did the art. I, I did the script. And so he knows about horror. So I would stay tuned at the end of this show. Now, it's one of those things where you get two guys on mics who don't normally talk into mics, right? And they're immediately funnier as soon as the mics are off again. But I still think we captured something. And we're going to keep doing stuff like this on this show, Mike. You've what? hung out with my friends. They're entertaining. Yeah, why don't you just secretly record them? Uh, that's a violation of trust. Uh, I'm not trying to date rape my friends. I mean, why are you being a bitch about it? That's true. I should just start and then just editing it down. Yeah. You're right. Yo, my friend actually like that, that he, his idea for a podcast, right? Was just at our 10 year high school reunion. He stuffed his iPhone in his shirt pocket and just walked around and had conversations with people. Yeah. And then he was like, What's the name right. of that podcast? What? What's the name of the podcast? That doesn't exist. It's just an idea. Wow, like that's shocker. what he got the raw he got the raw audio though, mm-hmm. as like, yo, know, just break each one out into fifteen minute conversations of fifteen, like every conversation is a fifteen minute episode, just catching up. All right, but why didn't he do anything with it? I don't know, because he's fucking. I don't know why does why do any of my friends who are super creative not work where I work? Yeah, that's also yeah, that's the thing with these guys. I think these guys are funnier than any. These two guys particularly have made me laugh more than, and you know, guys I grew up with who've become comedians or work in comedy. You know at least three of them. I know. I know. Dave. Yeah, all right, I know too. Tom Tom Stanley. <laughs> Tom Tom being Andrew Castrano from Comedy Fight Club. Still calling him Tom Tom. Well, so for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Andrew Castrano from Comedy Fight Club, the guy who uh, claps, uh, he he had a stomachache once, and my buddy uh, Cree the Monster Man said it was just like, oh well, your name is Tom Tom now. That was twenty years ago, and we all literally. Regularly, people will be like, "You still see Tum Tum around doing that comedy stuff?" I it comes up once a month. People funny. stopped asking about Dave Smith five years ago. <laughs> well, they know how Dave's doing. Yeah, that's true. Tum Tum could be killing himself at right. any given moment. Right. I'm like, well, he's going real well for me. Move back in with his parents. He's really crushing it. <laughs> I mean, Dave pops up on Rogan once every fucking eighteen months. That's the thing. He's like, as long as you're on Rogan, you're eating. It's fair. Um, but yeah, we got a couple of things to talk about. One thing we got to talk about, uh, Mike, we were in a sketch together. Yes, now, we were. I had never, I, I, I've been in one sketch once before this, years ago. Um, people actually somehow found that and have posted it on Reddit. It's just the outtakes of me in a Kickstarter video for a band. Have you ever been in a sketch before? Uh, yeah, yeah. I was in, um, I was in something with, uh, um, Corinne earlier this year. Okay. Um, and then you actually filmed all those things for the fight with Lewis. Those were 
I mean, those were sketches, kind of. Yeah, yeah, those were promos, but whatever. They're vignettes. Yeah, yeah. They were, you know, pro wrestling. So, but so we were in one with Ryan Long, yeah. Danny Polishuk, uh, Justin Silver, and uh, it went pretty viral. A lot of people saw it. Well, I mean, look, if you're gonna do a sketch, I would hope you do it with Ryan Long and Danny Polishuk. Yeah, they're they're crushing it right now. Like, if you're gonna get your feet wet in mm-hmm. the sketch game, mm-hmm. I think those are the two guys to do it with. Uh, I just saw it was pretty cool. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. retweeted the sketch. Does he know what you said about him? I hope not. Because if so, that was a hit. He's, he's announcing a hit. Because we did spend about 20 minutes talking about how hilarious it would be if Donald Trump Jr. died. Which still, objectively, yeah. very funny. Still, I mean, even funnier now. If he got COVID again and died... Dude, if he if he was a second time loser with COVID, dude, if he's a two time COVID puss, it's like yo, the first time it just didn't it didn't finish the job and it came back for more. Yeah, if if COVID was just like, oh, you think you thought I was done with you? <laughs> oh, y'all must have forgot. Oh, like Roy Jones? Oh shit! So that was pretty crazy. I just, I hope he doesn't find out because now that we're buddies, I mean, we'll probably get him on the show next week, Donald Trump Jr. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised, you know. Uh, well, I had this interview with Shakes and Hoggy in the can, and that's a right. pretty big get. Right. It took me four weeks to get that recorded. I mean, dude, when you have guests like Hogs and Shake. Yeah. When, when you have Hoggy and Shakes in between bumps recording a show for you. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? Dude, it literally took, you, you understand, these are two of my closest friends in the world. Mm-hmm. It took me three weeks to get them to explain this horror movie concept that they told me about a month ago. You told me it was going to be an hour-long segment, by the way. I just, we needed to get back to the... You got 15 minutes? We we need to get back to the bumps. (laughs) Dude, between two bumps is a funny, funny idea for an interview show. Um, But yeah, it was a... it, it, it was fun. We had to get because you take the first bump. You take the first bump, and you're just you're itching to get that interview over. Yeah, let's go. Uh, we got to get between two bumps. Yeah, between two bumps. Ugh. But there's a lot to talk about, Mike, on this show, and we don't have that much time, so I'm going to move on. But stay tuned for the interview. Uh, great segment. I think we're going to bring those guys back. I think we're going to. I, I want to do more stuff with my nonsense friends that I know. Um, and. <laughs> Thank you, because we are moving on. Uh, as uh, uh, people who listen to this show know, I am an elected official here in New York City. I'm a county committeeman. There's an episode called Mr. County Committeeman, which we discussed the fact that I ran unopposed in a district that I, honestly, I could look through my text messages and tell you, but I, I, I'm not, let me see if I can find it. Um, I, uh, I'm not quite sure the district I am the county committeeman for the Democratic Party in. Um, it's a... 24, I think. It's only a block long. Wait, you're telling me you're, you you run a movie studio? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's lot A24. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm crushing it as a county committeeman. And so here's the thing. Uh, if you recall, uh, back the joke was that I was a county committeeman, and I had no idea what county committeemen do. Um, I, went, I attended my first meeting of the King's of the Democratic Kings County Committee. We was kings. I don't think we are. Uh, I'll tell you this. It lasted... Uh, it, it was supposed to start at noon. It didn't start till about 4. It ended at 1 a.m. What? I still don't know what a county committeeman does, Mike. <laughs> 
I was on the Zoom call the whole day. It's nine hours. The whole day. No, it was more than, no, it was well, 13 hours, Mike. Yeah, but it started. You had to stay on the Zoom call in case they came back. I just had it on in the background the whole day on my computer. I The only time I muted it was I recorded HSR. <laughs> you recorded HSR while in While the county, it literally started with me playing people bloviating to fucking uh, Chris Stanley. Can you pull up? Go to my Twitter. There's a pic, there's a picture of the county committee meeting, and there's this guy Carlos Cicera, who's the uh, he is the chairman of the county committee. Apparently, he's not running for re-election because of how miserable he looks like Paul Heyman, but he's not running for uh, re-election because of how miserable this job is. It is a fucking insane. This <sighs> Mike, apparently, so one vote was had. In the first 10 hours that I was in the Zoom call. It was a vote on whether to uphold the rules of the county committee or not. What? Yeah. What are the rules? I don't know. They didn't tell me. So how can you vote? I just voted no. So you because, just, all right, so here's the You're a vote thing. for anarchy? So here's the thing. Uh, there's an organization called the New Kings Democrats, right? So when I Googled... What's the lowest political office in New York City that I could run for? Because I thought this would be funny for the show. Uh, it came up, county committeeman, and then the next targeted ad was, New Kings Democrats will get you elected to county committee. So I just contacted them. And they hooked me up with this small district. And apparently, uh, they have been... Uh, they, they're, they're considered democratic reformers. And they've been trying to change these rules... For years, but they couldn't do it because of the powerful incumbents in the county committee. But those people were so old that they couldn't get petition signatures because of COVID. <gasps> so they just put in stooges like you? So they just put in stooges like me. I was getting texts from this organization. The entire three... Dude, I messaged the chairman on Facebook and he didn't get back to me. I was like, what's up, dog? Uh... You, you you want to talk about this on a podcast? And he wouldn't get back to me. I'm hoping to get him for next you week. You hit up a fellow county committeeman with During, what's up, dog? What's up, dog? Via Facebook Messenger. Via Facebook Messenger. I don't have his number. You know, he's an important man. I had to. You want he, this picture? Yeah, let, let's see. Is this the gentleman? Yeah, that's him. Looks like Paul Heyman. Um, that's me. I was busy during the meeting, but so <laughs> this guy literally here. So here's the thing. You want to believe. It's it's this weird thing. He's like, so this this organization gets me involved, and like part of me has like some sort of loyalty to them because you know they got it's who I, got, they got you me involved. Dance. They're messaging me. I don't really. I they're just like super progressive Democrats that are trying to get their voices heard, which I don't agree with much of what they have to say. But I don't think county committee really does anything uh, because again, thirteen hours to vote on the rules of county committee, Mike. Yeah, that's a that's a bit much. And so it's all these. So this guy just it's him and this old Jewish guy named um Aaron Maslow who um he was accused by somebody named Bonneville. This is why I kind of fuck with this guy Carl Sister. He kept calling him Mr. Boneville. Ooh. Um he was accused of it was a guy who was gay 
who was just like, I just want you to know, as a sleight of frame gay man, now we're on a Zoom call with nobody's <laughs> cameras working, and he was intimidating. One person who had their camera on was this guy, Aaron Maslow, who was a 75-year-old Orthodox Jewish man. How did I, he get the Siggies? Huh? How did he get the signatures? Oh, Orthodox. He, he don't give a fuck. Yeah, he yeah. just, he just went outside and put the thing out in, in front of his house. Um but his wife was in the meeting, and they apparently they've been wielding control over the county committee like an iron fist for decades. I he 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 discussed how he wanted to uphold the rules, and how he had done a three he spent three thousand dollars of his own money on a corporate mailer. Wh- yes, for who? For other ca- to mail to so, other so you, county so committee. It, so you're supposed to by law. Now I never received his mailer. Uh, you're supposed to buy. M- Law, mail all your motions before the meeting to every member of the county committee, which there are hundreds of us, apparently. I mean. My district is literally one block long. I would. (laughs) And that block is just a movie studio called A24. Yeah. No, it's that block is like four. I told you it's four. I'll I'll tell the story again, but it's four buildings. Okay. The first building, uh, I rang the bell. The guy goes. Who are you? And I go, hi, I'm running for county committee. My name's Chris Vega. I'm running for Democratic County Committee. He goes, well, I don't know anything about you. Uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know if I can support your policies. And I go, I'm willing to bet you don't know what county committee is because I don't. And he slammed the door in my face. Right. How much you want to bet that guy does not know what county? Because otherwise, he would have just ran for that district. Because anybody who knows what this is just does it because they want to, like, you have to be, you have to be either an idiot like me or so tuned into local shit politics that you give a fuck about... Like, literally, I now believe that democracy can't work. It can't. It, it, Dude, I watched the Killdozer documentary the next day, and I was like, that guy's on to something. I, I spent yesterday watching the Killdozer documentary about the Killdozer incident in Colorado where that guy killed his entire city council or attempted to with a bulldozer with reinforced concrete and a fucking 50 cal. Mm. I mean, he was badass, Marvin Hevemeyer. I fuck with that dude. I'll vote for that dude for anything. I'll vote for his fucking ghost for county (laughs) committee, son. (laughs) I'm just saying, I don't... These people just really... So here's the thing. These guys who are like the entrenched power. It was this... uh, You know, I'll tell you this. This thing went on for 13 hours. I'm paying attention loosely here and there. In this county committee meeting, were a girl whose da- a woman whose daughter I took to her prom, um, a cousin of mine through marriage, actually. Uh, did, a- did, seriously, did you know they were going to be there? No. And the wife of a public defender who got me off on a drug charge when I was nineteen, Davila. I recognized that name and I looked her up and I looked up all these people. I was like, wait a second, is that the I was like, I literally was like, is that Rachel's mom? And I fucking looked her up. I was like, holy shit, it is. And it was my cousin, my cousin Colleen was in there, and I go, what the fuck is going on? Um and it just it's a fucking it's a funny, it was just, I was just like, this is hilarious. The lady, the public defender lady, right? Uh who her husband was a public defender in Red Hook, she fucking Literally gets on. Now, mind you, so here's what happens. Here's the, I'm going to break this down. So they go through the roll call. Now, the, the, the meeting starts three hours late, right? Obviously. 
Three hours late. It starts at uh, three, 3 o'clock instead of noon uh, because old people can't figure out Zoom. So then they do a roll call of all of the proxy votes and district leaders. That takes another two hours, right? And it's just every time they call on a district leader, they bloviate for 25 minutes. They're literally just trying to be like, hey, are you here in the Zoom meeting? These are your weighted proxy votes. And uh, people go, yeah, yeah. And then they would talk. One guy just went in, and then everybody was like, well, I get my... This is not a TV. It's not TV. I didn't get why people were really... go. They were really just talking. So what I didn't know even going into this, Mike, is they had an, uh, a meeting of the executive committee. They went nine hours... And somebody called them progressive scumbags. Wow. This guy, Aaron Maslow, called them progressive scumbags. How was this man staying I, up until 1 a.m.? Dude, he had to turn off his camera at one point to take heart medication. <sighs> I thought he was going to die. Wait, was it just a sign of weakness that he, he just refused to show you he was taking his heart medication? Dude, he was like, I'm feeling ill. I have to turn everything off. And he came back 10 minutes later and finished. I'm talking about everybody. Did we get was him on? Huh? That guy sounds like a badass. I, I couldn't find a social media account for him. I would love to talk to him because he would give me the skinny. You know what I mean? He'd tell me all the... I guarantee you, because that guy just wants to talk. All of these people just want to talk. That's the whole thing. So all of this goes on. It takes hours. That lady, Davila, she goes, I can't believe we don't have more Latinos on the county committee. We exist, damn it. And I go, lady, I just Googled this. All Latinos have Google. I, I, I mean, Bronx Johnny used to use Bing. I guess some of them are on DuckDuckGo. But for the most part, they have access to Google. Like, are you Binging County Committee? I hope it comes up. She literally says, I think I wrote it down. Hold on. She started yelling, fucking, she goes, we exist. We deserve a part in this. I'm like, lady, why don't you just tell your cousins to fucking sign up for this? I didn't even have a primary. This is these are the Bing results. Okay. Your boys over at Rep Your Block. Those are the guys. Second one down. And then right above is the official, I guess, elections.my.gov where you can just sign up, right? Yeah, you can just sign up. It's really not a difficult thing. I might just run for Republican County Committee next time. Dog, what if you just did both and you were a double agent? Oh, shit. Like Starscream? I'd be like Starscream? Yeah, oh, dog. be fire. Oh. But so, so she starts yelling. We finally get through this roll call. Um, then there is a vote to uphold, it is an electronic vote to uphold the rules of the county committee. Then that is shouted down by members of the executive committee who say, we don't trust this. There's, there's a, uh, a vote counting agency from Canada called DOTS in this meeting. And they keep addressing this guy and he finally gets on the mic. He goes, Hey, um, the reason I'm not replying to you is because I'm legally not supposed to. <laughs> I am only here as an impartial witness to voting. <laughs> we are a vote tabulation company. They're, they, were, they were being accused of, uh, first of all, again, I don't know what the county committee does still, Mike. 13 right. hours on a Zoom call. Right. And it was just person after person 
accusing these people of hoarding power. What power do they have? My life has not changed other than I am 13 hours older after this meeting. Like, it's this weird thing where they're just like, you guys are, uh, they were calling them corrupt officials. Now, mind you, I offered up my vote for a bribe on this show (laughs) instantly. And I'm with these people calling other people corrupt. (laughs) I mean, to be fair. They're not, by definition, they're not wrong. Well, no, but I was with the people calling these guys corrupt. Yeah, but you're also corrupt. Everyone who runs for county committee is corrupt. Anyone who runs for public office is corrupt. I No, here's the thing. A lot of these people just wanted to grandstand, dude. I'm telling you, like, one guy got on. Is that not corruption? So, so, all right, so let me break this down. After the one vote to uphold the the rules, uh, they had to do an audit of that. By voice. Now, this guy, Carlos Cicero, pull up his picture again. I love looking at a picture. He was so upset. There was another guy in there, too, who was just, they were just like, why are we doing this? They just didn't understand what, I have a feeling this has been going on for years, where this just this gentleman has just been sitting there going, guys, we still haven't, you guys all wanted to get involved in the political process, and we have not had a single vote on actual policy beyond just inside. And he literally is going, I was appointed because the last chairman couldn't be here and had to resign, and I was appointed by the Democratic Party of, of Kings County. He goes, I'm not... They're literally like, you're a corrupt official. I want to know when you're going to be replaced. He's like, well, we have to get past this vote. We were supposed to vote for a new chairman at the end of the meeting. But it lasted 13 hours on one vote, Mike. So it never got to. And they all were saying how he was corrupt. They all needed... I'm talking about everybody who got on was like, I've never seen a travesty of democracy like this. You see how I'm not getting anywhere, Mike? Yeah. And you're frustrated. Where how, long, how far are we into this show? 15 minutes? 22 minutes. 22 minutes. About 15 minutes of talking about this. Correct? Okay, see how we've gotten nowhere, and you're like, what even happened in this? This this is 12 hours into the actual fucking meeting, Mike. 12 fucking hours. And it's... I had a guy get on, he was like, I've been involved, I just became a county committeeman last June, which is when I became a county committeeman. Um, That's when the last election was. And he goes, I have never been privy to this level of corrupt democracy where people are trying to... Kai Bosch vote. Mike, so after 13 hours, what do you think got settled? Uh, that those old rules got thrown out. They did. And we adjourned the meeting. And so we'll pick it up next time. Here's my question. Uh-huh. If the old rules are gone. It's some new rules, which I also don't know what they are. Wait, so you voted on new rules? I voted for new rules, yeah. Oh, okay. So so I thought I thought you were in like this weird limbo where you oh, voted no rules. the it's old, anarchy? Yeah. You voted oh, the old rules that out. Been the best. And you didn't have any time to vote the oh. new rules in because you didn't have the the necessary rules in place to vote on rules. Dude, people were complaining that there was no chat for the participants for the Zoom. They're so lucky that there was no chat. There I mean, there absolutely should have been. I mean, it literally would have been like me just being like, 
go get my man Pape's mixtape, click every 35 <laughs> seconds. Like, I would have just been posting links to Lemon Party. Like, it just would have been like, I would have been such an asshole. First of all, nobody addressed the fact that, you know, they had my name on the roll call, but I was in there as Mike Ock. Wait, what? Yeah. Were you really? Yes. I That's changed you... my Zoom name to Mike Ock. Oh, okay. No, I thought you signed up for county committeeman as Mike Ock. No, you have. Well, actually, I'll be honest. Nobody once asked me for my ID, so I probably could have. <laughs> well, no. One person did. Oh, yeah. One person <laughs> did. Someone who has no idea how government works and still was more careful about electing you. Yeah. Then rep the block. No, that was rep a different. Yeah, that was a different lady. Yeah, some lady. Uh, the guy who slammed the door in my face didn't ask me for ID. He just didn't know my policies. Mm. Uh, he saw that I had the official. They have like a green petition paper. Uh, some lady was like, "You need like a badge or something." And I was like, "What? Why would I have a? I didn't get elected yet. Even if they gave badges to elected official, like, do you think the mayor has a badge?" Well, I thought, and he certainly doesn't have a badge before he's the mayor. Like so I, I, I well, I'm, I don't know. The one thing that comes to mind is this thing Lenny Clark talked about, right? Where he ran Coke? for, well, yeah. I mean, it, it was that, but he ran for mayor of Cambridge. Okay. Um, and apparently, like, if you're running for mayor because of the way like election spending works, they just give you a certain amount of money that you have to spend on the election mm -hmm. and like show receipts. So he basically just bought a bunch of Coke and a bus and just drove back all around Cambridge with a megaphone, like, Great. elect me. That's pretty great. It's <laughs> pretty dope. So, I mean, in my brain, then I would think that you know, if you're running as a candidate, that they would then give you like a like a packet that has like a, a G stack and a badge that says I'm running for this mm. vote for me, or like a, maybe a business card of some kind. Yeah, they yeah, they give you nothing. They, okay. give you, they give you a set of petition papers. Yeah, but so I guess the mayor of Cambridge is above county committeeman so, of Kings County. So let me let me just like outline this. So this thing starts. And immediately, the first question that goes to the floor for the executive committee, the guy goes, you guys are the worst people I've ever seen. And they go, all right, does anybody have anything constructive to say? And then that's when that guy calls that guy a homophobe, Aaron Maslow, to which his wife replies that that gay guy is an anti-Semite. Um, I mean, the two are not mutually exclusive. One could be a yeah. homophobe. Yeah. The other one could be. In so here's the thing: they wanted to get rid of this. Uh, there's a requirement for the county committee where it has to have an equal amount of men and women on it for certain positions. It's uh, like co-ed district leader softball? positions. It was some, it's something like that. It's district leader positions or something. And the guy, the Jewish guy, Aaron Maslow, was like, "We need to get rid of this. It doesn't take into account all genders." And I was like, "There's no way some old religious Jew believes in three genders." I thought it was twenty-seven. Huh? Thought it was twenty-seven. Whatever it is, he doesn't believe in more than two. He's like, yeah, it's outdated. The whole notion agenda, we gotta throw that out. I love this, dude. He's my favorite. He's fighting the hipsters with hipster. Ah, oh, it's great. It's Stanley fucking sent me an article today. Um, from there, the Brooklyn paper just was shitting on. I mean, they're probably not doing as good of a job as us, but the Brooklyn paper sent me this thing. Because I was texting, Stanley thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, BK Dems virtual meeting dissolves in a 13-hour Zoom call from hell. 
on the on brooklynpaper.com. So let me get this. We straight. just had 102 percent. This is what actually happened. They miscounted the first vote. There was a couple of extra votes. And they were like, yeah, but like it passed by a landslide. No, we don't trust because there was like some it's, it was a website voting system. And it was just it, I guess it didn't work correctly. Um, what about the guy who was in the meeting from that voting system? He literally was tried to defend it, and it was just like, nope. They just, it was such a fucking strange. <laughs> Sounds amazing, dude. And it, what's crazy is they kept. So after a while, they had to redo this first vote on how whether to uphold the rules or not, and then it didn't pass because. But here's the thing: is like so many of the people who voted to uphold the rules are old people. So they couldn't stay up till one in the morning. So they dropped out of the Zoom call. You see? Corruption. So these reformers were just voting on this fucking thing. And it it then it then failed and then they passed their new rules, which I don't know what they are. I st- they never said any of the rules so for the thing. Let me get this straight. You didn't get the three thousand dollar corporate mailer to defend the old rules. No. You also didn't get... Apparently, this is something that Mr. Maslow had said. He goes, she didn't even send out a mailer! Can we not do emails? Is there no... Well, here's the problem. I was getting texts from Rep Your Block during the meeting being like, vote on this. Well, here's the problem. It's probably taken so long to amend the official rules that email wasn't invented Yeah, I would the bet. last time they or voted at least on a rule change. Or at least wasn't relevant enough. Right. That's how I wonder. This is what drove me nuts: is how many meetings went by with no fucking rules, dude. Well, you've been a county committeeman since June, and this is yeah. the first time you've done anything. So there's probably two. There's only year. supposed to be two meetings a year, right? And then uh, one of the amendments was supposed to be reduce that to two meetings in odd years and one meeting in even years because we have to petition to be on the county committee, so we only have time for one meeting. No, no, no. Let it hang in the air. Sometimes silence is good. Uh, in even-numbered years, Mike, we're so busy. I let me let me bring this down. I needed one petition signature to run unopposed for my seat on county committee. So the argument was that in even-numbered years, we can't have two county committee meetings because we're so busy. Dealing with maintaining our seats. I mean, dude, there's one. I rang three bells. You you got two amusing anecdotes out of the three bells I rang, and the third one was just some guy going, "You're the one running. Yeah, I'll help you out." That was it. <laughs> like, and I am a county committeeman. That's the whole story. And the, dude, the amount of people they just got on this Zoom call, and they, like, so by the end of it, they go, "Okay." We're taking this same vote. Instead of using the recording system, we're redoing it by voice. Please keep yourself to two minutes. I'm, I'm saying, Mike, a dozen people got on this Zoom call and said, I vote no, and here's why. And then spoke for 25 minutes about corruption. In the county committee. And here's the thing. Here's the kicker. They all said, I'm a working person and I have to go to work tomorrow and I'm spending my time on this. 
And I was like, you're the fifth person to say that. You'd think you'd go, I agree with what all those people say. I got to work tomorrow. Let's keep this fucking moving. No, no. They just kept going, Mike. They just, they just kept going, Mike. So, uh, in the end, the reformers went out. Uh, they changed the rules. I don't know what the new rules are. Uh, and they adjourned this meeting for the rest of the votes, which were amendments to the rules. Four votes. Those were the other things. Dude, there was nothing on the docket to vote for that affects anyone's lives that isn't in the county committee. Do you understand this, Mike? The other four votes that were supposed to happen, they got postponed to the day before Christmas Eve, uh, were amendments to the rules. Now, mind you, these amendments were written universally so they could be for either set of rules. Do you have something to say? No? No, just processing it. Yeah, it's disgusting. (laughs) Dude. And the last vote, outside of amendments, was just to pick a new chair for the county committee. That was supposed to be on there, yeah. And this was the last meeting of the year. Well, it it was adjourned. It was recessed until the 23rd, December 23rd. Oh. Oh, so the meetings, let me get this straight. So does this count as the second meeting? No. This is just an adjournment of meeting one. Because there were so many problems with the Zoom meeting. Now, mind you, and somebody did address this in the thing. They were like, look, the entire world's been using, how did it take you guys three extra hours? So it it did kind of like feel like maybe there was some weird corruption there going, right? Because like, how did it take them three hours to figure out Zoom? It took us all 25 minutes in March, right? Fair? Yeah. So it took these people three hours. The meeting starts three hours late. And they're like, well, we thought you, we think you just wanted people to drop out. They didn't have three hours. And that was like, there's this, this weird air of fairness, but then these fucking bloviating progressive liberals were literally like, some of them had guillotine avatars. It was just nonsense. They went. It's a bit much. Dude, they went forever talking about the corruption of these couple of dorks. Who, apparently, in the only it's an even numbered year, so if that if the, the, the amendments to the rules had passed, it would have been the only meeting, and it would have just been about rules for meetings. Who cares about the corruption? It's it's like it's like jerking off in your own mouth. That's what the whole thing was. Hot. Exactly, Mike. Exactly. Was there anything else I wanted to bring up here? Oh, yeah, there was a guy named Doug Schneider who cited case law. He said, dating back to 1903, cited six or seven different cases on how this vote was a sham. And I was just like, dude, you need to, like, everybody in there needed to get fucked. You need to come. That was like my takeaway. Should have, you should have proposed that the seven-year-old guy fuck his wife. Well, when I get to eventually make a motion, I'll keep coming back to these meetings until I get on camera to be a fucking huge dick. Like, 
Because they can't take away, apparently they can't take away your voice. People were cursing, calling them fucking assholes. Like, but you got to, did you get to, you got to I give was, your vote. Yeah, I did eventually get my vote by a show of hands. You, so, you know, you raise your hand in Zoom. No, I thought, I thought you had two minutes. I thought everybody had two minutes to vote. I was recording High Society Radio during my two ah, minutes. Ah, damn, dude. Dude, I was wearing a wife beater. Looking, I was just lifting weights for three hours of this fucking meeting. And I was all swole up. I was going to be like, let me just tell you something right now. You guys are all jerk-offs. I was going to do a whole thing. It was kind of nice that, like, that girl. I hadn't thought about that girl forever that I took to that prom. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we talked about that, right? It's the only time you get a little, you get a little through the panty finger. You know? That's like you're in the prom. And then out the prom, you know, you do whatever. But it's like, you know, that's my thing. It's like, there's not always a Ferris wheel around, Mike. You can't always get a little, little past the lip. Sometimes you got to take a girl to prom. Yeah. You get a little past the lip. That's sometimes you want just a little past the lip. You don't just want just a whole, wee bit. You don't want the whole thing. Yeah, you want to like brush past, a little past the lip. Yeah, yeah. That's how we do it. That's how. That's what this show's about. All right, moving on. Mike, uh, we live in a dead city. You know that, right? Rest in peace. We talk about that all the time. This is dead. It's a cold, dead city. It snowed. It snowed yesterday. Did you notice that they uh, shut down by mandate? Outdoor dining in the city. Now, they shut down indoor dining a couple days ago. Uh, Cuomo shut down indoor dining as of last Friday. Governor Andrew Cuomo uh, shut down indoor dining in New York City. Made up 1.43% of cases, Mm -hmm. according to contact tracing. Right. Uh, When I was texting my people who were for, like, this sort of thing, they were going, well, we all know contact tracing is bullshit. And I was just like, then why are we doing it? Why are we doing contact tracing? And why is contact tracing bullshit? They they were just like, well, we all know that's kind of bullshit anyway. Like people aren't really doing it. Well, like I'm like, if contact tracing is bullshit, you know we have like four thousand full time contact tracers in New York City. Are you serious? I'd imagine they're making twenty dollars an hour, For real? five days a week, eight hours a day. Right, that's a lot of fucking money. For something that nobody actually believes when the numbers are cited. Or or wants. I don't want it. I mean, I literally lie every time they ask me to write my name on one of those contact tracing sheets. I've never seen a contact tracing sheet. Every time you sit inside of a bar, they take your temperature, one of those temperature guns that are literally always say I'm 94 degrees. Yeah. And they've proven those things do nothing. No, they do nothing. So, but why are we paying four thousand? Wait, so you're telling me you get hit with the gun, then you sign your name, and that's contact and give trace? A fo- and give a phone number. You have to give a phone number. I've never had that. I've had my temperature taken. I've never been asked to do either of those two things. Hmm. Well, they're supposed to do that, and uh, then you're supposed to find out if somebody else in the bar. Supposed- so, well, let's say you go to a bar, and Kay. then you get tested, Kay. and you're positive for COVID. Okay. Uh, then you call uh, somebody, a contact tracer for New York State, is supposed to call the bar. And they'd be like, hey, just so you know, uh, somebody here, so just give us all the phone numbers that you've compiled, which is kind of like if you leave your wallet at a bar. Right. You know it's there. You know the bartender, he, the bartender might not even have it. It might just be in a drawer, but they're just going to say they looked for it and didn't find it. Mm-hmm. That's literally how contact, again, why are we doing it? To, because we got to do something. I mean, how else? Cuomo this is what everybody book? says. We got to do something. No, but I'm saying, Mike, in- we got to do something. 
In my mind, that's how Cuomo wrote a book, dude. That's all he's looking for is book deals. So the book was just pages of fake contact tracings? It was just IP freely, Amanda <laughs> hugging kiss, <laughs> Mike Ock. It was just all that? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was essentially, uh, you know, it was Moe's. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just a fucking crazy... And then, so they do that, and now it's going to snow. It snowed in New York, okay. and they closed... R.I.P. Outdoor dining. Outdoor dining. Mm-hmm. They closed. Mike, what? I've lived in New York City my entire life. We have always had outdoor dining on some level. Yeah. Um, typically not open in the snow. Never. No. <laughs> typically. Well, but yeah, I mean, that's before we built all these fancy, essentially. So here's the thing. is like insides that are outside. Yeah. I mean, you can eat in the snow in a treehouse because my buddy had a treehouse in his backyard and when it was snow we would come off the corner like he had a treehouse from when he was a kid and when we were in high school we would just drink in there when it was too cold to drink outside yeah like so it's like I don't understand why they even shut it down I don't know I mean because they I think they just want to kill small businesses yeah it's, it's gotta just be that right uh yeah for sure like I've never eaten a steak with snowflakes falling onto it. Yeah, because you've never dealt with Valentine's Day uh, during a pandemic. Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, Valentine's Day is going to be interesting. It's going to be February. Outdoor dining will be back by then. If it doesn't snow, it'll be allowed. <laughs> Apparently, we're not allowed to eat outside. We're not allowed to have picnics in the snow anymore. I mean, I, I this feels like government overreach. It absolutely is government overreach, Mike. I'm glad you said that. I am fucking glad you said that. I mean, it's insane. Who are you to tell me? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you right now, Mike. I'm gonna tell you this right now. You don't wanna know what my theory is? They don't want snowplow lawsuits. No, I, my actual theory was this. This was a, I was gonna tell you a fake joke theory, but I'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> my actual thing was this: they had to shut outdoor dining because if I still owned a restaurant and I had outdoor dining, I would find somebody that they couldn't trace to me somehow. So, like, somebody who's, like, an intern here who's never on camera, I'd be like, yeah, come come eat at my restaurant. They'd be like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'll give you 50 bucks. And then I would slip while serving them food, and somehow my neck would hurt, and that would make my dick not work. And I would sue the city for saying I couldn't let them inside. Interesting. You wouldn't do that? No, because... But you could see why people would. Aaron Maslow would. I don't think it would work. I just don't think you're winning that lawsuit. I think you I think you get a settlement real quick. 50 grand. Mm. I think the city settles at least 10 of those lawsuits if they don't shut down outdoor dining during the snow. Here's the thing. People are still doing it. Nobody's getting ticketed. Cops don't want to give tickets in the snow as it is. Yeah, that's fair. They don't want to give tickets to these businesses as it is. So you combine the two things. They're not giving the tickets. It's just... I think it deterred enough people, and it kind of was like, hey, we're putting this out there, so if you try to scam us, because literally, like, I was I was talking it out with a friend the same way I was just talking it out with you, and I logically got to, well, I guess if your business was hurting, you could just have somebody sit at a table and then pretend to hurt yourself while you were serving them dinner and sue the city because they said you have to serve outside. 
I mean, they said you have you don't, to. You don't have to do anything, though. No, but they said you can't serve inside. The I'm only way your you, business no, is allowed no to be way, open. No. I think it's no, but I think it's a I think it's a PR nightmare for the city if that lawsuit comes up and you don't it's a PR nightmare for Cuomo and de Blasio within a week of closing no. indoor dining again. It's within a week of closing indoor dining for the second time when mo- when it's an it's an it was an unpopular policy decision. Right? Mm. At this point, the tide is turning. On this shit. These lockdowns and shit. Even in New York. You don't think so? Uh, I, I think you're underestimating just how many people are like, will still hit you like, well, you know, people's lives are at stake, so it is what it is. Yeah, but even those people a couple of months ago were calling you a literal murderer for being outside. Mm. For being outside. No, I disagree. No, I mean, like, I mean, people who are somewhat reasonable... Um, and Dude, who were chill during the summer are now like, oh, the numbers are going up, so I'm getting scared again. And the numbers aren't really even going up. They're nowhere near what they were last month. Oh, and by the way, the death rate is going way down. As the cases go up, the death rate keeps going down. We killed all the people that were going to die of this. Like That's it. They're gone. We culled them. <laughs> Look up the word culled. It's a great word. Yeah. I learned it from X-Men comics. It's one of my favorite words, if you don't know what that is. Right? What they did to the Morlocks, right? I was more thinking of Age of Apocalypse, where they did the humans. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I'm just... like, it, Here's the thing with these shutdowns, and it's something that really I realized because of this snow thing, is that, Mike, do you like a snow day as an adult where you don't have to go to work because it's snowing? Uh, I mean, I, if I had a job that snow days, when I did have a job as a contractor, yes, I loved it. Okay. I blame you for these lockdowns now. Anybody, I have always been a guy who was like, when we first started here at Gas, High Society, right? Dana called me and goes, hey, uh, uh, Ralph doesn't want people traveling in the snow. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I met Stanley at an independent studio, and we did a show. Because it was snowing, but it was... I'm not going to be deterred from doing grown-up things for something that fucking children and puppies frolic in. I mean, Dana was driving from Woodstock, New York. Fine. Somebody else could have produced a show. That's fair. The fact that Ralph wasn't volunteering to do it himself is crazy to me. The fact that we just shut down show... like. I, I literally was like, because she was like, hey, guys, it's going to snow. I don't really want to come in. And me and Stanley were just like, we're New Yorkers. We go to work when it snowed. And that's something that's very different in this city now. People are like, well, everybody likes a snow day. Everybody likes a snow day. Fuck a snow day. You're an adult. Do your fucking job. I, I fucking am so, holy shit. I remember I once had to do something. Um... I literally went to a coworker's house and picked up paperwork on my day off and distributed that paperwork uh, in the snow on foot because I was like, somebody's gonna do this work. Like you do like we're fucking adults. It's the snow. Mike, I know you're wearing a sweater. Again, you cannot be deterred from adult work. 
for something that children and puppies frolic in. Do you have a counterpoint that makes sense? Yeah, I uh, I used to have a, a, a man's job where I'd have to work outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's not just about traveling. It was about the fact that there's not a ton of work you can get done while it's actively snowing on. That's you. fair. Yeah. So, but what I'm talking but, about is anybody who works retail. Anybody works in an office, and they're just like, well, it's snow. It's the only day that you're oh, yeah, going to have you a... T- yeah, if you work in an office and you're like, I can't come in, I can't go to a sales meeting, I can't do... You are the reason why these lockdowns are working. If you are anti-lockdown, and you're listening to the sound of my voice, but you are also were pro-snow day for the early... Like, if you work in some sort of administrative position, and you were pro-snow day... For the beginning of your adult life, and now you're anti-lockdown. You're a cunt because you're an ant. Like you should have done your. If you were doing your job during all those snow, that's what they literally pitched this as: two weeks of snow days, and then once they had us, they fucking had us, and we still can't go out for a fucking beer whenever we want, Mike. I'm really getting annoyed. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting, dude. Yeah. Just shoot, just get a blow dart and shoot a vaccine into my fucking dickhole. I don't care. I'm fucking done with this. Nah, dude. You're I'm not not you're, taking it. Yeah, but I. You know what? I don't care if you don't take it, Mike. You know something? I don't. I would like you to take the vaccine because I'd what? rather you didn't get sick. But I don't care if you don't take it because you're. I said this uh, on High Society this week. If you are scared of the vaccine and also pro lockdown. You're the biggest dickhead on earth, correct? Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. There's no worse thing to be. I mean, my concern Mm -hmm. with the vaccine Mm -hmm. is simply this, right? Mm -hmm. One out of, let's say, I think to be fair, Mm -hmm. every 40 new drugs that comes out, there's some side effect that they didn't know about that somehow made it through phase one, phase two, phase three clinical trials, Mm -hmm. right? That they had years and years of of research and time to assess long-term side effects on, or at least midterm side effects on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say one out of 40 of those, Mm -hmm. right? Like the original HPV vaccine, for instance, right? Has has catastrophic results to it. Sure. Um, But those bitches don't have HPV, though. Yeah, but they have fucking they they have the cancer that you get from HPV. So what the fuck are we doing? You know. Um, but uh, so this is now a drug, right? Mm-hmm. That has not had years and years and years of clinical trial testing, mm-hmm. right? It was fast tracked a year. It's a disease that most scientists say they still don't fully understand by any stretch of the imagination. It's a disease that mutates so quickly that I don't think any vaccine will be effective against. Oh, and by the way, we're putting out three of them. Right? So if it's one in 40, when you do all your due diligence, mm-hmm. right, what are the chances that all three are safe mm-hmm. that have had less than a year of research and development put into them? Mm-hmm. The, all three are safe. Okay. What so, do you think the chances so are? So here's the thing, Mike. Um, I respect your point 100%. Last week on this show, we talked about a new drug marketed by MS13. Both of us were like, sign me up. Now, I'll be honest, MS-13 probably has at least one scientist. (laughs) But we were both ready, willing, and able to smoke new drugs from a cartel. (laughs) I took Viagra off the line. Pfizer, 
I'll do the Pfizer vaccine, no problem. That was directly affecting my dick, and I was like 17. And I was like, let's go. Okay, so you're still at a point where seven. you still have 17-year-old logic? Mike, you did last week when it came to drugs from a Latin American cartel. Okay, to be fair, right? To be fair, one in 40 of those people are also dying, but it's because they're allergic to bullets, Mike. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, I think... <clears throat> I think there's enough of a sample size with that drug, mm-hmm. right, that we know that it's like, it's not, if, if if the news was, yeah, this drug gives you fucking diabetes, I think we would know You're about filibustering, that. Mike. This no. It's starting to feel like a county committee meeting. Fuck off, right? What I'm saying is there's enough people who are doing that drug that aren't having, they're addicted to that drug now, but they're mm-hmm. not having catastrophic side effects of that drug. That's a big enough sample size for The ones me. that are still alive. You know what I mean. To though. be fair, a lot of them died of dysentery because they live in Honduras. <laughs> um, look, I'll tell you this right now. I don't think... So here's the thing. By the time any of us get the vaccine, you understand that they're administering the first, uh, I think, 25 million doses to senior citizens. Great. Well, I mean, that's a pretty large test group, Mike. If it doesn't kill them, it'll only make you stronger. Yeah, but all right. Point, counterpoint. Uh, if they get diabetes, they only have to live with it for two years. You're not going to get diabetes from an mRNA vaccine. Could. I know fucking Eric told me when he was in the army, guys fucking, depending on the batch, one batch got the anthrax vaccine and were fine. The next group of all the soldiers who got it, fucking thousands of soldiers, mm-hmm. all got fucking diabetes. Instantly. Yeah, but that was the platoon from Tennessee. And they had been eating fucking shoe fly pie and fucking... Hush puppies for fucking breakfast every day their whole lives. That was what they called the human wall in the military. They were just a bunch of fatsos that they put in the front. They taped them to the tanks with duct tape to float them over to somewhere else. They were called Operation Dumbo Drop. That's, that's what those people were called. They all got diabetes from the anthrax vaccine in Eric's platoon in the Marines. I didn't know we were dealing with celebrities. Yeah. So, to all, was that Bill Murray? I think it was Dennis Quaid. Maybe. Dennis Quaid? I, that's, yeah, whatever. I think, were, I think there was actually two movies about military elephants that came out within six months of each other. I like to think one of them was about Hannibal in the Alps, and it was just set to Benny Hill music of them slipping down the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be honest, we should just do that. We could probably get Paperface to animate some sort of me and you playing Hannibal and a general, and then we were just like, yeah, we're gonna these beasts will climb the mountain, and then they just slid down thirty seconds. I think we could do that. Yeah, solid. Yeah. Uh. All right, so I got Operation Dumbo Drop starring Danny Glover, Ray Liotta, Dennis Leary, Dougie Doug, and mm. Corinne Nemec. I'm looking for the other one right now. Dougie Doug still just played Sanka Coffee from fucking Cool Runnings. They were trying to make a whole cinematic universe around that one character, and it just didn't work out. He, they were like, he's our Nick Fury, really. Yeah. It was Disney's first attempt at interconnected movies. I mean, dude, it got us to MCU eventually. They were, he was like, Dennis Quaid, you dead man. Because <laughs> the elephant sat on him. I like it. 
Dude, I fucking loved Cool Runnings, by the way. Everybody loved Cool Runnings. It was great. It was your first introduction to friendly black people as a child. Not wrong. Because even if you were around black people, most of them were not friendly. No. If you were a white child. Facts. I'm looking for other... You're looking for another elephant move. I'm telling you it was real. Did you what did you do you Google military elephant movie or elephant movie? I started with military elephant movie. I started with uh elephant army movie and Operation Dumbo Drop came up okay. and then I just went to straight elephant. And movie. did you go other elephant army movie? No. Try that. <laughs> the other one. All right. Films about <laughs> Films about elephants. Dumbo. Yeah, just a Operation Dumbo Drop. Dumbo 2. Dumbo the remake. <laughs> the other elephant army movie. Nope. Just Operation Dumbo Drop. Here's, here's a weird fun fact. There's, a, um, <clears throat> there's an elephant uh, safari in Bali, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Bali is not native to elephants. Okay, it's the other way around. Huh? Elephants are not native to Bali. Yeah, whatever. I'm drunk. <laughs> I just did Zach's show be- right before this. Um, elephants are not native to Bali. So apparently, um, what happened was... Uh, so Bali, w- when Australia started getting money, right? Some Australians were just like, all right. So Bali is basically Puerto Rico for Australia, Right? It's where Australian guys go to get drunk, not like, you know what I mean? It's super close. It's their island destination, cheap place to go. It's like Mexico or whatever. It's Cancun. Um, they act like real assholes. When I was in Bali, like we went to the touristy place one night, and there was an Australian bachelor party where they were all wearing dresses. And I was like, oh, that's real and not just something I see on TV. Okay, I hate Australians, except Nate. And to be fair... Nate is probably gayer than all those guys wearing dresses, but whatever. Um, Only if Eric's around. Yeah, that's true. Um, so apparently some guy from Australia went to India to get elephants because he was like, stupid white people will just know, will just hear that Bali is Hindu and it's the closest place they can get to, but they'll be not wanting to do the frat boy thing. So they'll want to do something that has to do with the Hindus. So let's get some elephants. Indonesia is like a hilly island nation. It's not meant for giant pachyderms. I mean, pack. Okay. What? We're just breaking out pachyderms. Like I know that shit. Yeah, it's. A, I, I think it's the genus. Mm. It's like how like. Uh, yeah. All right. Very large mammal with thick skin, especially an elephant, rhino, or hippopotamus. Yeah. Huh. And Zach Amico. Just rude to our friend Zach. He's got a thick skin, is all I'm saying. He does have very thick skin. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Mike, we have to talk about uh, <clears throat> our governor, Andrew Cuomo. Why? Uh Apparently, nobody's covering the fact that he's been Me Too'd. Really? Yes. Who Me Too'd him? Uh, pretty hot Irish broad, I'll be honest with you. Good. So she said that... I, I read the article, and it was a couple days ago, and I, I'm paraphrasing here, 
But it, I feel like she was like, yeah, like he was like smacking my titties around all the time and nobody said shit about it. <laughs> you pull a picture of her real quick? Yeah. Um, what, her name is Lindsay. What? What was the last name? Boylan. Boylan. Now, can you go to just the Google image search of her real quick? Just very quickly. Yeah. It's the third, it's the fourth tab in there on the, uh, on your, uh, got it. Now, so you picked, you pulled the most demure, she's very attractive. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to front. So pull up this next picture. Now, she's very attractive in this picture, but doesn't she look like she was the fucking mobster's fucking chick in The Departed or some shit, and she likes being fucking, having her titty smacked around? It leads, it lends so much credence to this. I have never, she's fucking hot. What's the fucking, uh, the therapist in The Departed? Who was in that and running scared? She's a fucking Irish fucking whoa. It's not Famica Jansen. It's the other one. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Everybody listening knows the bitch I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But she's got that Irish fucking... She got like a little Julianne Moore getting fucked in the driveway kind of fucking appeal to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Lindsay Boylan. And look, we all know Vera these... Vera Farmiga. What is it? Vera Farmiga. I think she was also oh. in those... Uh, uh, the fuck there was like an anthology of horror movies yeah yeah she's in yeah i I know what you're talking about she like it's her and her fucking husband they like go to find ghosts no but uh this chick her name is Lindsay boylan correct okay pull her up again she's got that fucking first of all and we all know so like if you're a 60 year old italian man the way andrew cuomo is Mm -hmm. irish women are still exotic to you (laughs) as they were to my father you know what i mean Fucking, um, it's in Goodfellas. They all bowed at a freckles, right? Is that Goodfellas or Sopranos? It's definitely, I don't think it's Goodfellas. It's Sopranos then. That's fucking, um, what is she, Irish? They all bowed at a freckles. I think that's Sopranos. We'll ask fucking Frank afterwards. Um, so hot. She is fucking hot. Doesn't, so here's the thing. Asian every time, husband? every time one of these fucking people, she's hotter than any of, yeah, Asian husband. What the fuck? Irish much? Irish much. That's a small dick thing, Harrington. That's for you. Um, here's the thing. Anytime one of these fucking politicians gets me tooed, it's always a fucking pig. They're never hot. This girl is fucking smoking. S- stop looking. Just Harrington, you're just you're mesmerized. So hot. Um, it's. She's very attractive, and it may. What what are some of the stuff she said that he did? You I, you have it pulled up, correct? Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Um, sexually harassed me for many years. Many saw it and watched. Um, so much hotter. Yeah. Uh, she's running for Manhattan Beep. I don't know what that means. Uh, borough president. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. Cites no specific allegations. Of I like how you thought Beep was like an expletive. She's like running for Manhattan slut, <laughs> gangster. Oh, I would fuck. Oh, she's fucking hot. So hot. Pull up a picture again. Uh, she's hotter. Remember what we were doing what were we doing? We we're doing the Trump hot chicks. Yeah. There's something hotter about her, right? Yeah. For she because sure. she's like re- she looks like a real chick. And tell me not, she looks like you could. F- she looks like she's really sweet around people, mm-hmm. and like older women probably love her. Mm-hmm. But then you could smack the fucking shit out of this lady. Oh, yeah. Spit in her fucking mouth. This is probably what Cuomo was thinking. He's a stupid Dago, too. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at her. Hey, hey, there is a thing. Yeah. She's got that She's got that Irish girl who goes to Catholic high school fucking look. 
Dude, it's also I'll be like, honest, it's her own fault. She was asking for it. One out of every... You know what? I don't agree with Cuomo much. Ah. <laughs> uh, so you're saying, okay, so she, so she says that people watched it and saw it, and they yeah. were probably just like, that's ah, Andy. Come on. Yeah. I saw you suck off that Asian guy. Mm. My husband? <laughs> well, if he's your husband, why were you calling him the razor clam? Uh, I could never anticipate what to expect. I would be grilled on my work, which was very good, or harassed about my looks, or would it be... Both in the same conversation. This was the way for years. First of all, grilled on her work Mm -hmm. does not count in her sexual harassment. Well, no, it was just general harassment. Oh, general harassment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Maybe she was really bad at her work and he just kept her around because she was fucking hot. Probably true because she herself uh, was only only resigned from the job following scrutiny of her own conduct in the workplace, including allegations of harassment, according to personnel documents obtained by the Post. By who 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 alleged? Uh, three black employees uh, who went to state <laughs> human resources officials accusing Boylan, who is white, of being a bully who treats them like children. Oh, that didn't go the way I wanted it to at all. <laughs> I assumed it was going to be some sort of uh, couch involved, but no. You're saying this was a just couch? Yeah, a casting couch. Oh, like, fuck your couch. Um, she'd be the couch in that situation. Hell yeah. I assumed that this was going to end with her getting some sort of spit roasted, mm. but it was uh, three female black officials. It does not say. If three, three male black officials. Didn't try to smash. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that makes them gay. It's like, yo, I, I heard you're dating an Asian. I heard you're married to an Asian guy. Dude, that's the ultimate. Because black guys definitely play on the whole, you have a fuck a black guy thing. Yeah. If you're married to an Asian. <sighs> Dude, I watched your boys do dirt the night of the fucking oh, yeah. Tyson Fury. Oh, Yeah. Oh, those boys. I'm not even going to say those boys' names. Literally, holy shit, I forgot about Not my friend Greg, who we mentioned on the last show. Uh, he wasn't one of them. He wasn't one of them. Two other, uh, uh, we'll say African-American gentlemen, uh, were actively cuckolding a man <laughs> and playing interference while fucking his wife in the bathroom in the bar we were in. Oh, it, no. No, they took him and then they le- And then they left with him to go smoke weed in his house and fuck it. They, t- they tested the merchandise at the bar and then fucked his wife in front of him at, back at their house and got him to apologize for being racist. And pay for the Uber. He did pay for the Uber. <laughs> I forgot about that until just now, Mike. <laughs> that was majestic. And it was 100% that, like... I'll be honest, that crew of dudes, man, I'm not one to pull my cock out in front of other men, mm-hmm. but it's been out in front of all those guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Those guys yeah. seem like they only fucking pairs. <laughs> Dude, it was a funny thing. It was a, one of the it was a Spanish guy who hangs out with that crew of dudes uh, is a father now. Uh, posted of one a, of their children. Posted a photo of a... May possibly uh, posted a photo of a train set going around the Christmas tree. Oh. And somebody screenshotted me and sent it to me. He's like, some things never change. <laughs> oh, it's delightful. And it's just, it is what it is, Mike. You know, 
Back to Lindsay Boylan. <laughs> she said last week it was the most toxic team environment to work for, but she would not respond to requests for cl- uh, comments. She said that she didn't want to talk to journalists or speak any further. Just wanted to reiterate uh, that the other women who may or may not come out against Cuomo should be believed. Uh, just wanted to reiterate that if you have any sort of name recognition, you're most likely to win something as trivial as borough president. I'd vote for her. Dude, I'll vote her toes. Dude, Madam President? Dude. Mm. Oh. oh. Mm. She's running for my borough, too. Mm. My president is hot. Her fire crotch is red. <laughs> Dude, she's fucking hot. Mm. Oh. Everybody should vote for her. Dude, that Auburn, Auburn... She's probably good at politics, too. Like, here's the thing. is I don't think any of these dudes who were grandstanding in this county committee meeting would... Like, if she was, instead of Carlos Cicero... On yeah, the fucking screen. The fuck yeah. It, they would have fucking just been like, yeah, yes, ma'am. They, like, literally none of the dudes that talked have ever had sex. I don't Because she does have that vibe of somebody who's like going to be like just a fucking bitch in a board meeting. Oh, yeah. And then be like, all right, now, now I need someone to spit in my mouth when we get home. Mm. Right? I love her. Incredible. Oh, I'm going to move to Manhattan. All right. Just so she can be your... Yeah, just so she can be my president. All right, moving on. We got one more thing to talk about. This is also... I'm sorry, this is a very politics-heavy episode. But this is a... Um, you pulled up the article I sent you a while back, uh, Mike, last week after the show. Um, it, it got me thinking about something we talked about on here. I sent you on Facebook right after the show last mm-hmm. week about the, uh, the man with the longest ever marijuana conviction was just... And this is going to be a little serious, and I apologize. But he was just released. He was supposed to get 90 years. He did, I think, 30. He think he did 30. He's an old man now. He's 70 years old. Uh, here we go. This gentleman just got out of jail. He, he got arrested with the 100 pounds of weed coming from Jamaica. Now, 100 pounds of Jamaican weed back then is like an ounce of what we smoke today. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and it got me thinking, we talked about it on this show, um, and I feel like you said this too, um, <clears throat> about Biden with the crime bill and all the drug talk, right? Um, it, some, uh, several people have brought this up to me, and it, it, was, it was something that was very weird about Joe Biden and becoming the president. And I was, it was very weird to me that uh, black and Spanish people in my neighborhood were celebrating the election of Joe Biden. Uh, considering the fact that he wrote a bill that put more of them in jail than literally any other person since Jim Crow. Um, And you said this to me on the show, and a few other people said it to me. They go, well, he's been in politics long enough where he's got to be allowed to change his positions. And that's fucking fine. I kind of agree with that. Then I saw this, and I got so fucking sad that that man lost his entire life for something so benign that it made me think about when I changed my mind. Because when we were kids, right? I'm a little older than you, Mike. But when we were kids, you were still the hugs, not drugs generation, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there was this thing where drugs were bad and you knew drugs were bad. Now, my mom was addicted to crack, this is a true story. You know the story, right? My mom was addicted to crack. Uh, now, here's the thing. Uh, an Irish woman on crack falls apart so quickly. It's 
like black don't crack. And then when you put crack in them, they fall apart. For, now imagine that. Like Irish women bruise like bananas, just in general. That's why, you know, I think that's why the Irish got this fucking whole thing with the domestic assault thing. I think it's mostly that these bitches can't take a punch, really. Nah. And they can't take a blow to their ego. Look at Lindsay Boylan, that fucking slut pig. I mean, I love her. I do. I love her. But here's the thing. So my mom, I'm, I'm talking about I was a child. My mom was addicted to crack. Now, she went to rehab. She came back. She went back. She went back. Bah, 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 bah. She was having me piss in cups for her outpatient for court order shit. She was, I caught her with a crack pipe in, our gram, in my grandmother's house when she was supposed to be clean. More than once. Um, so now, I realized when I was about 11 years old that we should not stigmatize narcotics use because of that. Right? Agreed. I was a kid, and I agreed, and I, 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 go, I go, she's hiding this largely because of the way her Irish Catholic family will view her. There's a lot of societal views. And I realized that in the 90s, right around the time Joe Biden was writing the fucking crime bill. Right? Let's come back. He should have to get on fucking television and explain to us, because I just explained my thought process as a fucking child as to why I thought drugs should be illegal and you should go to jail for them and why I changed my mind and why I thought all drugs should be legal and regulated and we should treat people like human beings. And I was a child when I had those thoughts, and I just explained them all to the people listening to this podcast. And I think the President of the United States owes us that. He should have to, through his fucking stupid veneers, just to swallow, you know, really what it was, was just, uh, Bill Clinton needed the fucking black church vote. He should have to fucking say that to all of us as fucking human beings. He's been in politics uh, long enough that he doesn't have to answer to anyone. <sighs> Joey Bidness. They're all scumbags. Joey Bidness. His son smoking crack. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I think his son should be able to smoke crack. Uh, I do believe we should be able to judge his son for smoking crack. That's great. I've smoked crack. Have you, you smoked crack. I've never smoked crack. You've, but you would. Mm, I've had the chance twice and I've said no. But you'd smoke crack with me. Mike, you'd smoke crack. You if I was like, you if, I, if it was just me, me and you, if me crack. and you were just hanging out, and I was yeah. like, I got some crack. Yeah. You want to smoke some crack? If, we, if it was just me and you and we were watching fights, you'd be like, ah, smoke a little crack. Ah, whatever, we'll get crazy, watch the fights. Ah, we'll I mean, we can't just do bumps? You can't bump crack. What are you going to do? You only got crack? I mean, if I got crack, I only got crack. You don't got no bumps? I mean, for after, the crack... <laughs> I mean to come down from the crack. All right, look, if we're gonna, if we got bumps, yeah, yeah, yeah we're down. gonna coast down. I'm not, uh, we're not, cra- I'm not launch pad McQuack here. We're not crash landing. We're gonna fucking coast down, Mikey. I mean, I'm not. I can't say no to this. Hell yeah. The fucking notes of a goon crack party. It's coming. <laughs> but my point is, Joe Biden is a scumbag, and I want to fucking hear him on fucking TV explain to me why. 
I it, it just it came to me, and I know I sent you these messages. It was like I made it seem like this was going to be funny, and I I lost whatever the funny idea I had was, but like. I hope somebody listens to this and fucking agrees with me because he really should get on fucking television and fucking explain to us why he thought that was the right decision and then what... I want to hear why Obama changed his mind on gay marriage and I want it to not be what seemed like other people didn't agree with me anymore because that's what it seems like it is with Joe Biden with fucking with fucking narcotics arrests and it's fucking disgusting and I'm fucking angry like I'm legitimately fucking angry about this well, and like people are just like well, why aren't you mad about like all the racist stuff Trump said like it didn't affect my life like I grew up in a fucking really drug infested neighborhood where people were still selling crack outside of my fucking house when I was fucking 10 years old like I want to hear about the kid who my brother, I told the story about my brother crashing the bus on the show, right? Yes. Okay. That kid was only so out in the streets because his mother was in and out of jail from smoking crack, mm. probably with my mom. I never saw them together, though. That's a weird one. My mom used to hang out with a guy called, um, are we talking about the macho bum on this show? I don't think so. Okay, so there was this guy that we used to call the macho bum, Randy Sewage, Right. He, he only ever spoke like macho. I, that's when I knew my mom was... That's when it really... You know when things don't really click for you as a kid? Sure. That's when it really fucking clicked. When I saw my mom sitting on a garbage couch with the macho bum, Randy Sewage. Mm. And he was with his wife, Elizabeth. I never heard her talk. But I did once see her pee standing up in a schoolyard when we were playing basketball. Thick. Yeah, there's the first woman I ever see. She, dude, I'm talking about, this is a fat woman. She pulled all the way down, put her hands on her hips, cocked back, and sprayed forward. I've never seen it before or since. It was impressive. And you know how people describe Elizabeth, Miss Elizabeth as a lady? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if that's what I want to, but you know, you just can't put it, you can't, there's something you can't put on it. There's something sexy about it. There's something about that that was, it's the most impressive thing I've ever seen to this day. Hands on the hips, cocked back, didn't get any pee on her pants. Fucking crazy. MVP. Fucking crazy. But yeah, the macho bum Randy Sewage was, the, was, was when I realized my mom was really never coming back. And again, Joe Biden owes me an explanation for my mom never coming back. That's what this really all comes down to, is I'm sad, Mike. It's Christmas time, and I'm sad because my parents are gone, and it's Joe Biden's fault, and it's Andrew Cuomo's fault for smacking around those fucking sweet Irish titties. And I'll tell you this, I thought the county committee thing was going to be better, and it stunk. <laughs> And I'm mad at Aaron Laszlo, Maslow, Carlos Cicero, Doug Schneider. These people can all suck my dicks. All my dicks. Um, we have a Christmas party that we're gonna get drunk at. I'm gonna get drunk at. You're gonna get you're gonna do some drugs? Might do some drugs. I'll, I might do some drugs. Um But first. But first, let's talk about our sponsor, the good people at LZY Authentic. 
Here's the thing. LZY Authentic is an apparel company that really embraces the lazy side of life. You don't want athletic apparel. You want slovenly apparel. You want LZYAuthentic.com. So this isn't athletic wear? No. It's not even athleisure wear? No. It's just full... This is fat pig on a couch wear. And I'll tell you this right now. I mean, if you're going to be a bitch with your snow days... Yeah, if you're going to be a bitch sitting in your house with your fucking snow days, go to LZYAuthentic.com. You know who designed these shirts? Uh, Shakes. Okay, I know that name. Paperface. Oh, I know that name. Yeah, those are two guys you know. Uh, those are two guys who you know, if you listen to this show, you know their art is fantastic. So look, maybe you're not in the market for a shirt right now. I'll tell you this right now, their fucking snapback is fire, and I have one on the way. Hmm. Um so just go check out their designs. Don't buy anything. Just go to lzyauthentic.com and check out their designs. You know you like those guys. You know you want to check out their stuff. Look at this. This is great. Mike, scroll down. Take a look at some. Go to Click Shop. I want to get your opinion on some of this stuff because it's the first time you're looking at it. This is the first time I'm looking at it. You nailed that. I mean. What do you think? They got a nice Santa Claus shirt. This is Baby Yoda feeding uh, the Mandalorian cheese balls on a couch. I'm into it's that. all depressing couch. Yeah, this snapback is pretty dope, dude. Dude, I have one on the way. I think it might Damn. be. It's easily going to become my favorite snapback. I mean, if you're it wearing is, that snapback, I can't be wearing that snapback. It's an MLB logo. Well, we can wear it on different days. We wear the same hat sometimes. Yeah, I mean, we both. I have so many of those smoke tiny hats. Yeah, but I intentionally don't wear them when I come in here, so that you and me ain't wearing the same hat. Good. Good. I'm going to get you an LZY Authentic hat for Christmas. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And you use the promo code CHRIS1 for 10% off when you're at lzyauthentic.com. You're getting savings on my Christmas present? That's yeah. awesome. Exactly. It. Well, yeah. Well, it's also, it helps the show, you know. Uh, it, that's how I keep you employed is with lzyauthentic.com. Uh, and you go to CHRIS1 is a promo code. You get 10% off. And here's the thing. One of the designer shakes is on the interview coming up right after this. Good night. All right, all right, all right, stop. All right, We're all right. recording. All right. I'm here with two of my oldest best friends, uh, my boy uh, Shakes. Just say what up. What up? My boy Hog, who's, you guys are fucking drunk. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, now, the reason I needed to, br I needed yeah. to bring this to the show, uh, because I was over here a couple of weeks ago. We were getting all fucked up. Um, and uh, Shakes, you, I have a great movie idea. I'm yeah, a great storyteller. You, you, start, you start going, I came up with an idea. Now, for anybody who watches me on Zach Amico's show, um, Midnight Spook Show, Dave, uh, Shakes got me into horror movies. You, you, I'm we, a connoisseur of horror we movies. We did Snake Dick together, which is a horror comic. And so you got me, uh, we start watching horror movies and fast forward to just the murders. The good parts. Uh, the good parts, uh, as we all say. Um, <laughs> after fights. So you, you, I come over here and you go, I got this idea. It's a pretty good plot for a horror movie, and then you say you maybe you'll you'll sketch it out and do your own comic with it or whatever. Can you tell me you, you want to explain the plot? Okay, so we're kind of going to be like I guess workshopping this idea, but also I'll just sort of explain the plot. So I guess you guys are tucked in, and I'm not going to worry about scaring you. So I'm just going to tell the overall premise of this movie instead of surprising, which is like there's mad fucking horror movies with like there's a spooky guy or he's got the magic blacks. Yeah, like well that that's his own horror movie. That's his own genre, but uh, so this is uh, this is like um, so my premise is the guy is fuck I'm not doing this. You well. said it was an old super who lived in the he he's he's so he every, from the building, exactly. so every, the every killer has some creepy thing and my guy is basically living in the walls in between the walls of this gigantic apartment 
taking people out. Um, so that's sort of like that's it's that's a the big angle. apartment building, and basically, so and like every once in a while, like a bitch will like open up her cereal cabinet, exactly. and then she'll get some cereal, but she'll like no, no, no. she's moving. Uh, so now, we, so all I want to do, we've established. So this guy, the killer, is in the walls. He's in the walls and he's creeping around. And now the movie, uh, pending title, fucking <laughs> crawl space. Let's say oh, that's pretty dope. Actually. There we go. Boom. That's a good workshop. Oh my <laughs> god! Right there. All right. So movie starts out. All right. Movie starts, out, movie starts out fucking hottest fucking couple you've ever seen. Oh, can I just say this? You uh-huh. were pitching me this. I you, pitched this. You were pitching me this. He's in, the, he's in the shitter. He comes out and I go... He had the worst idea. So I had the best oh, idea. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I'm you a creative genius. And you come out and you go... Uh, Tell end. him about the butthole. Exactly. Bro, that's the end. You're ruining it, bro. There's so much more to this movie. It's very progressive and fucking... Okay, so tell me about the couple. Alright, so hottest couple you've ever fucking seen. Alright. It's like a trashy ass B actor, but the greatest tits, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're probably gonna fucking blow our nut completely (laughs) on prosthetic tits. Okay. Because the killer's gonna uh, cut these tits off. Well, because horror movies and titties go together. Exactly. That's the real idea. So this is our establishing shot before the credits. We're sort of establishing the terror. Someone's gotta get killed, and then we show the person. So we have this beautiful couple, they're hanging out in their house. This, this, we got this pair of tits. She's doing fucking tit things. With great tits. Great tits. Uh, she like starts to get creeped out. She's like looking for her boyfriend. He's not there. Oh my god. Walks somewhere fucking further in the house. Creeped creeped. Out. She's fucking getting plowed out by her boyfriend. Oh my god. I hate you so much. Why am I doing this? All right. Slut is okay. Not All right. So out. she's doing that. Okay. All right. And now introduce fucking the wall, Wally boy. Oh yeah. So how's he doing it? She's getting rammed. He only cares about the fake tits and the horse. Yeah, by the way, so I, I, I come up Wait, with this great horror one. movie idea. For some fucking reason, I decide to include my wall. asshole friend, Hog, and uh, he's... I made this movie. <sighs> so, okay. He comes out of the fucking wall, cuts the tits off. That's why you don't put a mic in front of a cokehead, yeah. by the uh, way. But I, I don't know. No, he, no, no, no. He's just, it's turning up now, though. So, right, all right. You want a good movie, you don't want a good movie. I want a good horror movie. Great horror movie. All right, all right, all right. Establishing shot. These two, he, they're some going guys plowing these fake titties. Right. Great tits. Fucking, they're like the most perfect tits. They're like the like a B actress, but a plus the tits. Exactly. Yeah. And it's cheap, you know. <laughs> okay. So they're plowing. And then the guy so you take the wall, right. her tits off. So now we have to spend a but lot like, of money <laughs> on fucking prosthetic tits. But whatever. We're gonna fucking blow our whole nut on that. On that. Then we'll get more producers after that. Okay. Got you. Okay. So and then so like, it's all scary. Again, this is a horror movie. So like, we got to figure out some fucking creepy way. He comes crawling out of the wall. They get spooked a little bit, and then he fucking just standard beginning of a horror movie. They get fucking. They get got. They get got. Credits roll. Boom. Now, uh, now more things happen because it's a horror movie. They gradually figure out it's the guy who used to live in a building. Exactly. He's in a wall. Now, is there more uh, fake titties or something else that you need to add? This no. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah, they are. So, first this, of all, the hottest girl in movie. this fucking movie. Oh, you disrespect. Are you ready? What do you got disrespect? The hottest girl isn't so the... Hold on, wait. The hottest girl isn't the great set of tits? No, she's like a hot, like, fucking... Okay. B-plus actress. Okay, that I see, I see. see her tits all movie. So, but this is like... So, the hottest girl... So, the hottest girl, who's, I'm going to imagine, the main character... Yes. ...is the hottest girl. So, that's what I'm saying. So, she's like, probably like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to describe the girl, right? No, dark, me, straight, dark black hair, right? But like, really good eyes and nice... And everything else fits together well. It's Kat Dennings, but her watch. tits are fucking twice as big. 
And okay, and that's also good. And expression on the face somehow. All right, let me just run through the rest of the movie. Credits roll. So now the movie starts. New couple moves in. Another couple across the hall. Like, creepy things fucking start happening. Paranormal activity. Oh, my God. Like, where's my coffee nice. cup? It's missing. Where's my shirt? Oh, it's gone. And then the couple across the street or fucking hallway, it's like, oh, it seems like domestic abuse is happening. Oh, nice. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, the fucking... Good. So then, like, the, the couple, like, you know, they kind of got along. Like, then that chick, she gets murdered Real good. Cops take away the boyfriend, because we think it's the boyfriend. Yes, no. Sir. That motherfucker in the wall did it. Can I, ju- can I just say this? You have worked out so much more of this since you told me about this movie two weeks ago. No, we talked about this. No, before. I talked about it, and then just this motherfucker just shouts at butt, butt, butthole talk. I, mean, I have not so then, even got to that fucking point. No, he like, just keeps on trying to fucking make me get to that point. Because he knows so a good fucking... Do this movie. Right. This movie is fucking... All right. Five stars. Hog knows a good horror movie. All right. I'm so, setting up the premise for it. All right, so I got it. And instead he, uh, he's added something better, which is butthole talk. It's good. You blew it. So, the hottest girl. I think she's blonde, too. She fucking never shows her tits. Throughout the whole fucking movie, right. you're begging she's for it. She's the main. She's getting head. stared, like scared. She's a little scared. Oh, she's getting stared, scared What's and that? scared. That sounds fucking fucking nice. Kick her down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stare that bitch. After, okay. I mean, you gotta come first. Oh yeah, it's a lot of that. You come before you stare. Or you come after you stare. By stare, wow. you mean throwing down the stairs? You gotta wait till the baby starts growing. Yeah. Also, uh, all right. So we just added that. So it's a double horror movie because so abortion so like, is murder. Obviously, you need to kill a bunch of people in a horror movie, so someone's definitely getting stared. So like, you know, the old I lady like next door. Time. Oh my god! They come out. You hear a sound. She's fucking lying at the bottom of the staircase. Neck is broken, and just like but a bunch of people. Yet. She's like a so bunch like, of people are dying in this like apartment building, and we don't know what it is because like we've already let you. The listener in on what the thing is, and it's just but like slowly you start to realize it's this motherfucker in the wall. And you see creepy glimpses of him creeping around and doing shit. Someone's solving it in this bitch. Now, do you want like, him not to be like around at all, or he's just in the wall? I feel like he should be the super, and he's he's the old super. Guys, no, no. look, get to the butthole. I need to hear about because you literally sold me on this, but you go, look, so the whole movie is so a horror movie. Is not all about butthole. It's a fucking... But that, so that's like the... So we're building towards is the whole idea. So like, you think you're going to see this chick's tits at like fucking dangerous things are happening. We build, we crest, we have the end. The fucking detective or whoever figures out who it is. Oh my God, he's running around. The chick or the chick figures out who it is. She's fleeing the apartment. Motherfucker comes out the wall. Yeah. And then what happens? So this fucking chick, she's blonde. She's definitely fucking blonde. She comes out in a fucking white tank top. You can see side boob. And you're fucking begging for fucking, like, full fucking tit. Then out of nowhere... Yeah, we do tease tits the whole time. Yeah. Tease tits? We're, te- no, no. <laughs> We're teasing these tits. You're like, teasing the audience. Again, she's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's what all these movies are. You almost, like... You never really quite see the hot chick super naked. Right? Until this movie. Until this movie. Because you guys are breaking all the barriers. Yeah. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Why not? So, we don't get to see her tits. Because we're classy. And you already Thank saw you. you already saw some murderated tits earlier. It, this it, is fucking another trashy fucking. But I thought it's want, a pig. We want it to like seem like you think you know you're gonna see this bitch's tits. No, they're fucking like like alluding to it. Mm. That's why she has a fucking white. Tank oh, you're really top. just a master of romance and suspense. Exactly. She's a white tank tank top. You can see it like through the tank top, you know. But you still want to see. She's alluding like, the illusion. Yeah. Whore. And then out of nowhere. You build up the whole movie. Never happened before. Full but on 
Butthole. <laughs> here's my thing. So here's my uh, problem with you saying that because it's a horror no movie problem, and you're breaking ground by showing butthole. Where are you going to be able to show butthole in a theatrical release? These are all good questions. Well, this is the thing is... You can't say... You say as you discussed... Say, I can't show butthole? I've kind of developed this I, plot. I okay. have like some sort of arc and uh-huh. then I ask this kid because he knows a bunch of fucking horror movie shit and I say, oh, how do I work out this and make this... Uh, and he just comes to you butthole. And uh, the answer is we're showing butthole. And the thing is he's not wrong. No, he's, that's the thing. It's you're, a classy butthole. You're still working. No, you're not, you're, you're, showed her tits. You're not... <laughs> it does make it classy. Yeah. Uh, no, uh... But that's the thing is like so it is breaking new ground because it's always with the titties in the horror movie. Now you had told me originally that maybe they lure the killer out with this beautiful butthole. Well, I think that should be the twist at the end too. Fucking whatever backstory this uh, this killer uh, has, he's afraid of the butthole. Oh. And oh, he came out with the chocolate covered strawberry one time, and ever since then he's been traumatized. Her butthole to reverse the situation. See, I don't know. She's breaking the dick off in that ass. Never be scared of the butthole. So she's she's like empowered by the butthole? <sighs> I prefer a horror movie when the bad guy fucking wins. I thought it was like... I first. You know what? She's like Christian and she doesn't want to get raped. I thought the last time. shot of the movie... Like, we, like we're building, we're building. And like no, the most important right part of most of these movies is like the... Are you telling, you're saying that it should end like at the end of Uncut Gems where they zoom in on the diamond. They exactly. zoom in on the butthole. The last shot. Should be the butthole. And that's just to be like, we're innovators of horror. Well, but no, because we do it the right way. Like, it's like the cable farts in right South Park. When he initially explained to me, it's just like, you kind of know what time it is when you see that butthole. It's like, everyone's getting the business. And like, this chick doesn't win. Like, she's like escaping the house. She finally figured out she's fleeing. Oh, so she's about to get sodomed. This motherfucker like unfolds from the wall, looking mm-hmm. all creepy, mm-hmm. grabs her butthole. And you're like, shit. Oh, she just, just went down. Hmm. And that's the last shot. You know, time I, like that. I feel like it should be like reverse. I feel like she should fucking take her own power back with her butthole. Because you fucking simping simp for her. Fucking yeah, you're such a fucking, you're fucking love with butthole. You don't even movie. cast this butthole girl you're in your love with her. That's the best part about this movie. The, best the part. casting call. Oh, yeah. So you guys are going to make this movie. Yeah, we're looking at this, like, you're looking for investors. Yeah, like uh, Bloomhouse and then like Disney Channel. Just okay. The, the top notch, like it's AAA shit. Well, I'm trying. I'm still trying to figure out where you can show butthole, or where will will they? You can show butthole obviously on any subscription service. It's just where will they show butthole? Everywhere, because it's all online, baby. Movie theaters are over. I'm just saying, it's like. Disney Plus is going to show butthole. Maybe HBO Max. You got to be on that okay, Criterion there, there shit, son. That's There's the no penetration. It's just butthole. Just the butthole. How mm. much of the screen does it fill? It's like you can tell. Do we zoom in? Well, it zooms in. Mm. It starts off far and fucking zooms in. Like Uncut Gems. Yeah. Yeah, that's a much better ending. I hated the ending Uncut Gem. Stupid diamond. Had been a butt. What a fucking horrible Yeah, buttholes are more precious than diamonds. I don't know. I think we can get... Like, well, that's... The big conversation I was having with him is just like, I'm committed to the butthole. I brought you in on this project. For some sort of help, all I got was buttholes. Mm-hmm. Bullshit! I fucking and, made uh, this movie. This is your writing partner. This is the this you, is, now. Hold on. Can we just a little backstory? You went to college. You're an you're a professional artist. Uh, indeed. We've made a we made a book together. And he's afraid of butthole. And our friend here is more qualified. An alcoholic ex doped. He's got glasses on right now. He's wearing glasses. Yeah, he's a he's smart guy. He's covered in wounds from and his latest like, encounter with some woman. And you were like, give me that. Help me with this. Yes. Because he, he does know his horror and movies. And he, he goes, I mean, I never seen a butthole in a horror movie. 
He's not no one's ever seen it before. And he's still on the project. Groundbreaking. So, guys, we need investors, angel investors, someone who wants to be a producer. Yeah, you can reach out. Uh, you can reach out to me. And I'll we connect you up, with these guys. Already got a great name. Already for, uh, Crawl Space. Crawl Space is pretty good. Go. It's like double entendre when you fucking crawl on that, yeah. crawl on that ass. And then Buffalo. But, yeah, I mean HBO Between Max. the cracks. Well, I, this nice. is just... I like it. From this, there's a larger philosophical question. It's just like... Why can't we show butthole? What's the line? Yeah, that's a weird thing. Because you can show... show we thong. said this. We said this, yeah. You can show a thong, and you can see the outline of the brown skin from the butthole. Where does that's it become... Fun. When does the butthole... So like, because if you're just showing the butt, If you just showed the butthole, it's really just empty space. So really, anytime you're seeing empty space, aren't we all just always looking at butthole? Mm, the the, un, the black wish. hole. But really, because like, you can see like some chick... Like, like bottomless running around some fucking stupid movie in Miami. Mm-hmm. It's like the ass is out. So no butthole, so that's okay. Well, I think once you and take a look at the butthole. Well, that's the, that's sort of the threshold to run. That's is, the fucking hole. That's the uncut gem. But who says that? Who's making those rules? I think that's why we're good. I mean, Disney Plus. They I don't think I don't think they're chicken shit on Amazon. You can really put anything on Amazon Prime. You just it. have to make that movie. Spread it. What that girl? Savinia. She fucking blew some guy exactly. on the screen. Vincent Gallo in Brown Bunny. Yeah. yeah. Why can't I show butthole? So why is the butthole worse? Yeah, but you exactly. don't see her sucking the dick. You just see the back of her head, and then they told the story that she actually just sucked his dick. But she did suck his dick. She did suck his dick. Nothing's going in the butthole. She sucked his dick. We're not showing penetration. I think I that's. Know, I think it's. Classy. I think it's more offensive that nothing's going in the butthole. Mm, that's well. That's. I mean, there's always that's a sequel, baby. Sequel, yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. Well. All right. Well, that, I think that's where we gotta leave it. And I just gotta throw this out there. Uh, Shakes is uh, part of LZY Authentic. Cop uh, our gear. Cop our merch. Promo code Chris One. You're gonna get ten percent off your order. These guys are sponsoring the show. Uh, it's him and Paperface are the designers, and we have a uh, uh, big fat Cree the Monster Man as the uh, manager of the company. That's our other buddy. Uh, what's the aesthetic of the gear? Uh, I get high and draw stupid things, and I put them on T-shirts. And look but it's all about cool. being a slovenly pig. Oh yeah, that's a good. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I'll be LZY. honest. The snapback is dope. Shit is dope. It's lazy authentic. Lzyauthentic.com. Oh, yeah. I mean, on a bigger picture, it's uh, just being real with yourself because everyone's a lazy cunt and everyone tries to act like they're on some fucking hustle grind shit with their merch, and we all know you're not. Fantastic. That's we're gonna leave this off. This is exactly what I wanted from this segment. Uh. Two of literally fund our movie. Yeah, uh, fund the movie. Reach out to me on all social media at Chris from BKLYN. You know you can uh, email the show at uh, askthegoon at gmail Just let me know. You could fund uh, Crawl Space or Between the Cracks. We're gonna figure it out. Ooh. Crawl Space Two Between the Cracks might be the, that might be the, you save that for the sequel. Mm, that's good. Yeah. All right, but we're gonna leave it right here. Thank you guys for doing the show. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar, I tell you we must die. 
Say goodbye. 